Kaf Aleph Omer Base, line four. Omer Av Huna. Okay, Omer Av Huna. Omer Av Huna says Rav Huna, Hanechnos LeBase of Knesses. Somebody goes into a shul, Umotzat Sibur Shemispalim, and he finds that the Sibur are already doubling. In other words, he's come a bit late. So what should he do? Like this. <laughs> if he is able to begin and complete his Shemana Esra before the Chazan gets to the Chazaras Hashats, the repetition, Maidim. Yispalel, he should daven. For Imlav, if he cannot get there by Maidim, in other words, he can't finish his quiet Shemana Esra before the Chazan gets to Maidim, Al Yispalel, he should not daven. In other words, so what, what should he do? He should wait until after the Chazan has got some item and then he can start. We will see in a minute what's it, what, what this is all about. Rabbi Shurban Levi, Rabbi Shurban Levi almost says, no. Em yochol lahaschel v'ligmar asher le'yagi ashliach zibur l'kedusha. Then he is balal. In other words, if you're able to begin and finish off the Shemana Esra, before the Chazan gets to Kedusha, Yispalel, he should daven. Bimlav, Alispalel, he should not daven. Now let's have a look at Rashi, explains what the difference is. I mean, the Gemara will explain it, but Rashi it gives a bit of an introduction. This is Rav Huna Sova, third line, Rashi. Yochid Amispalel Ematzibur, a Yochid who's davening with his Zibur, I'm a Kodesh, it means he says Kedusha, I'm sorry, you know what? Let's do the next bit of the Gemara because otherwise it won't make sense. But my Kamafligi, what is the Machlaikas between Rav Huna and Rabbi Shur ben Levi? Because Rav Huna says you have to be able to finish by the time the Chazan gets up to Majim. And Rabbi Shur ben Levi is even stricter and says you have to finish by the time the Chazan gets to Kedusha. So by my Kamafligi, what is the argument about? Masova, Rav Huna holds, Yochid Oymen Kedusha. That when a yochid is davening together with a tzibur, in other words, he's davening in a tzibur setting, meaning he's davening in shul, then he says kedusha in his private shemana esra. Everyone agrees that a yochid will not say kedusha if he davens at home. But there's a machlokah between Rav Huna, Rav Shur, and Levi as to whether a yochid who davening with a tzibur, whether he says Kedusha in his private Shemana Esra or not. As part of his normal thing, he says the Kedusha in the quiet Shemana Esra. So therefore it's like this. Rav Huna holds, what does Rav Huna say? Rav Huna says, you have to be, you must finish by the time the Chazan gets up to Maidin. Why? Because he holds, you say Kedusha in any case. And therefore, if he misses Kedusha in the Chazaras Hashats, it doesn't matter, because he's saying in any case, in his own Shemana Esra. What's his Kedusha? The whole Kedusha? Yeah. Right? Rav Huna holds that you say, you say Kedusha in your... If you are davening with a Tzibur, you say Kedusha in your private Shemana Esra. And therefore, we are not worried if you miss Kedusha, because oh. it's all happening. 
Yeah, I bet you don't get this on Sunday morning. <laughs> Entertainment as well. Yeah, yeah. A bit cold in here, isn't we it? Had, we had Josh. Josh who? Josh. Josh, uh, Josh oh, I know him. From Hendon. So therefore, I've hung a hole. It doesn't. Oh, it, it, yeah. Oh, very good. Yeah. So I've hung a hole. Yeah. You only have to worry worry if you don't get the end of end of your Esra by the time the chazan reaches Maidim. Right? I. What about kedusha? Kedusha doesn't matter because kedusha you're going to say in any case in your own private shemanesra. Or masova, Rabbi Shua, who holds that you have to finish by the time the chazan gets up to the kedusha. Because he holds ain't yochedam in kedusha that a person a, who, a person who's davening on his own does not say kedusha in the quiet shemun esra. Now now, now let's go. So the question is the question is what about Modim? Modim we do say in any case in the quiet shemun esra. So why is it by the same token that you're saying that with kedusha we're not worried about kedusha quarter of huna because you say kedusha in your quiet shemun esra in any case. So why don't we say Reb Shuban Levi says about Maidim? Why, why, what are you worried about? You say Maidim in any case. Oh, so we'll say. So if we look in the in in um, uh, Rashi, line three, Rav Huna Sova Yochid Hamispalel Clive, we're here tonight. <laughs> okay, Rav Huna Yochid Hamispalel Imatziba I'm a Kodesh. Somebody a Yochid who davens with the Sibba, he says Kedusha in his private Shemana Esra. Okay, Hilkoch therefore im laigoma ashaloya giashliach sibel akodesh. If he doesn't reach, uh, if he does not finish by the time the shliach sib is up to kedusha, less lombar. We're not worried about it. Why? Because he's saying in any case in his own private shemanesra. Abul ma'idem afal pishi yochid amem ma'idem. But as far as ma'idem is concerned, even though a yochid definitely says ma'idem in his shemanesra. If he doesn't say it together with Zibber, somebody sees everyone bowing down, because he's not up to Maidim, and he is not bowing down. He's denying, in other words, they're all bowing down to Hashem. It looks as if he is not interested in bowing down to Hashem. So it's not, pardon? Oh, yeah, alright, but still, he's, he's, no, no, no. We're talking about normal Maidim, right? But he says in his quiet Shemana Esra, he says the, the normal, the, the same Maidim. No, Maidim and Bonham, we're not talking about Maidim and Bonham. We're talking about normal Maidim, right? So the normal Maidim, you say in your quiet Shemana Esra. But so it's nothing to do with that. It's to do with the fact that if you're in the middle of Shemana Esra and he's already got to Maidim, you're not bowing down. Everybody else is bowing down. You're not bowing down. So people who see you will say, ah, this person obviously doesn't believe in Hashem, otherwise he would bow down with everybody. And in fact, if you have a look at Tysus line 2, so he says, If he can coordinate his quiet Shemana Esra, that he arrives at Maidim at the same time as the Shlech Zidl arrives at Maidim, the Shapidami, that's fine. Because when he comes to Maidim, he bows down. In other words, he's bowing down at the same time that all his friends are bowing, that everyone else is bowing down. That's okay, that's fine. So the whole thing with Maidim is not whether you say it or not, but Gadusha is whether you say it or not. 
But the mind of the reason is as to whether you bow down at the same time. And therefore, that's why Tyson says, if you can coordinate your quietum and Ezra, that you get to know them and the husband also gets to know them, so you're bowing down together with the rest of the tzibur, that's fine. Well, the question is, the person who is doubling the leader, and they're slow in the tzibur, or for whatever reason, yeah. why would anyone think that if they don't bow down in a private person leader promoting, they're, they're, they're No, 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 we're not saying that. We're saying when it comes to the modem and the Khazaras Hashat, yes, yes. then everybody bows down. And if they don't, but you no no, but if you are in the middle of the Shamana Esra yeah. and you haven't finished yet, yeah. then you're not going to be bowing down. Right. If you're not bowing down, then anyone who has a look at you and sees everybody else bows down but you don't, looks as if you're denying that they are sort of bowing down to Hashem. You're not part of it. Why what what, what do you mean why? Why, why would you think they're denying God? Because if, no, because if anyone has a look at that person, everybody else is doing one thing, yes. and one single person is not taking part in it, then people might turn around and say, listen, this person obviously doesn't believe in God, otherwise he would be bowing down. Why couldn't they also keep equally saying he's taking his time? Yeah, yeah, okay, fine, okay, but they might... Not, not everyone is as generous as you. Some people might have a nasty... I probably wouldn't even notice it, so it doesn't matter. But any case, but that's what the Gemara says. That's what Rashi... Yeah, yeah, that's what the Rashi just says. That's a very powerful statement, isn't it? Yeah, okay. Right. The Chayn Omer Ravada Bahava, Ravada says, From where do we know that a Yochid, a single person, doesn't say Kedusha? And this probably means not only it doesn't say Kedusha when you're, when you're part of the Sibyl, but you don't say it at home at well, certainly you won't say it at home. Kalbachama, you won't say it at home if you're happening at home. So where do we know that from? as it says, It says, I shall become sanctified, I shall be made holy to Hashem amongst the Bnei Yisrael. From this possible we learn out that when, when, when do I become sanctified? Anything, all matters of Kedusha, and, and included in that is the recital of Kedusha, obviously, there must be at least ten men. Says the Gemara, my mashma, how do I know? From this posuk of Venikdashti Batayuf B'nei Yisrael, where is it implied that there must be at least ten people? It just says, Venikdashti, I will become sanctified Batayuf B'nei Yisrael. Where does it mention anything about ten people? So says the Gemara, Datoni Rabnoya Chuad Rabchia Ba'aba, it's a Gezerah Shoba. It says here, Venik Dashti Batoch Bene Yisrael. Right? It uses the word Batoch. So, Ksiv Hochom, Venik Dashti Batoch Bene Yisrael, Ksiv Hosom. And it says in another puzzle, this is Hashem says to Moshe and Aaron regarding Kairach, He bodlu mitoch ha Edo Hazar. Separate yourself from this congregation. Keep away from Kairach. He's a bad influence on you. So what can we see? It's got the two psukim, right? One says Benikdashti Batoich Bnei Yisrael, Toich, uses the word Toich, and then the second one is the Bodlu Mitoich Eidazos. So you've got something called the Gzeri Shava, since there's Toich in one posuk and Toich in another posuk, you compare them. Malahalon Asara, just and in the case of Korach, where it says the Bodlu Mitoich Eidazos is ten. Afkansa here as well, when it says, it's also ten.
Right? Now, question is, how do we know that the Korach there was ten? Ah, so the Masara Sashat says there's something missing here. And there's a Gemara. Ah, so the Gemara, well, at least ten, put it this way, at least ten. So the Messiah Sashat says there's a missing part here of the Gemara. And then the Gemara in Megillah, Kath Gimel, Omad Beis, spells it out more. Because there's another, there's another Gzerishava, which the Gemara doesn't mention here. What's the other Gzerishava? Spies. Oh, very good. It says, Hibodlu mitacho Edo Hazai. Right? With Kairok it says, separate from this Edo. And in Pastor Shlachlacha, regarding the Miraglim and the spies, it says, Admosai lo Edo horo'o hazais. How long is going to be this wicked congregation? Referring to the spies. How many wicked ones were there? Ten. Ten. Oh, so we see that by Shlachlacha, by the spies, Edo means ten. So therefore, Hibodlumitocha, Edo, Kairach also means ten. So in other words, we've got a, more, we've got a double Xerushova, meaning Dashti, Patach, B'nai Yisrael, and we and he bodlu mitocha tells you that the same way that could do, the same way that by Kairach there was at least ten, and therefore benikdashti patoch bnei Yisrael because he got the word toch toch benikdashti patoch bnei Yisrael kedusha must be at least with ten, and how do we know that Kairach is was at least ten because it's it from the word Ada he bodlu mitocha and that Ada is compared to the Ada of the Meraglim where there was ten. Oh, oh, you're right. You're right. Well, no, because it says There it doesn't say Adol. There it doesn't say Adol. And by the Meraglim, by the Meraglim, it doesn't say Toch. So you've got to have a double one. You can have Toch compared to Toch, and then Adol compared to Adol. You've got to do it's a double, a double Gazeera over. But the, but the Messiah Sashas here says really. It, the Gemara is, un- is not understandable without the second Gezeir Shava. Because so it says, just as with Kairach there's ten, so with Kedusha there's ten. But how do we know that there's ten by Kairach? You have to come on to the other Eidah Eidah. Okay. It's very interesting that we prove the Akorah constitutes ten, and we quote two examples yeah. of evil yeah, no, but that's how we know it. Yeah, that Ada is ten. No, I'm saying it's very interesting that we don't, we don't, we, we find a, 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 um, a basis for the quorum from misbehaviour from ten people. Rather yeah, than because someone. that's the Good only point. place. That's the only place where you can have the word Ada and you can prove that it's I ten. Because yeah. we know there were twelve, that's twelve, and two good, no, two no, good I, ones. No, it's yeah. interesting. It's not from positive role models. Yeah, it's yeah. Well, I'll tell you something. And this week's parsha is it this week's parsha or parsha's told us. Yeah, in this week's Pasha, what do we say? They give her a brocha, love on when, uh, um, when Rivka, yeah? When Rivka goes away, they said, And that, that's the posset we say, to her color. <laughs> Why should we use it? You know what love on the Rosha said. So, anyway, that's, that's how it goes. Is that, how, is that how we know? Pardon? Another example, yeah. Is that how we know that a minion must be ten? Yeah. Generally, for every yeah, I mean, it does be, but I hope it's right. Sorry. Yeah. 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 
without the word in that's what you yeah. have the word in here. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Says the Gemara like this. Up to now, the argument is only where you need to finish. In other words, do you need to finish by the time the cousin gets to Kedusha, or do you need to finish by, by the time the cousin gets to Maiden? So that's the argument about finishing. But within Shemana Esra itself, if you're in the middle of Shemana Esra, everybody agrees you can't interrupt. The Kula Alma Mir's mystical possible. Every both Rav Huna and Rabbi Shua Ben Levi agree that you cannot interrupt your private Shemana Esra to either to respond to Kedusha or to Maidim, etc. So Yiboidu, they ask the question. Ma'ala hafsukli heishmaya godal mavairah. That's the equivalent of Yeheshmei Rabbah. So you're saying Kaddish. Right? Are you allowed to since Main Yeheshmei Rabbah is such a great thing? May you interrupt yourself in the middle of your quiet Shemana Esra to answer on Main Yeheshmei Rabbah. Giyosi Rav Dimi Omar, when Rav Dimi came from Bovel, he said, Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Shimon, Tamidid, Rabbi Yechon, Omra, Lakal e Masikin. You cannot interrupt Shemun Esra at all. Chutz, except men Except for Yeheshmei Rabba, you can. And not only that, Shafila Ozeba Masimakova, even if you are involved in Masimakova, translation of the word Masimakova means the workings of the chariot. What it means, it's the vision that, uh, of, of the Malochim, which was shown to your Cheskel. So in any case, it's something very, very complicated. And if you interrupt, you might lose your thread. Nevertheless, when it comes to main heishmei rabbo, you may interrupt. Shafina Osef, Master Merkava, which are very complicated. Personally, you must interrupt in order to say omein yeheishmei rabbo. However, the halacha does not follow that view. You can't interrupt your Shemana Esra for anything at all. Alright? If you have a look, you know, in the back of the Siddha, I think it was done originally years ago by Osher Badil, you know, what, where you can interrupt, where you can't interrupt. So, for example, if you, you are, um, davening, let's say davening a bit ahead. Right? And you're davening, you're already in Pesuka de Zimra, and the chazan's saying, Baruch Hashem, or whatever it is, or Kaddish, you can answer to everything except Baruch Hashem, you can't kind of answer when you're in Pesuka de Zimra. Okay. Now, let's carry on. Rabbi Huda, I mean, Rabbi Huda says, now this is quoting the Mishnah, Remember, we started the Mishnah by saying as follows, that a Balkeri cannot say Krishna because of Takonas Ezra. We had on Kaf Ahmed base, Balkeri Mahara Beliver. So what does he do? He thinks in his heart when it comes to Krishna. But he does not have to make the brochas before or after. In other words, the brochas that we say before Krishna or the brochas afterwards, that he doesn't have to say. And Rashi says that on the Mishnah, that's because it's Drabon, where it's Krishna and Derisa. And similarly, when it comes to Birchaz Amosan, he, he can think, mustn't say it, he must think about Birchaz Amosan, but that's again because it's Derisa, but not the Bracha beforehand, not. And then the last line of the Mishnah says, Rabbi Hudaim, Rabbi Huda says, Mabarach You can say the Bracha before and after. That goes both on Krishna and on Birchaz Amosan as well, the Bracha. In other words, he says, that's fine, you can say it. So it says the Gemara, Rabbi Yudah, I'm a Mavarech Lifneim Lachrem. And it doesn't say Maharer, it says Mavarech. So it looks like you can say it out aloud. 
how come if you how come he allows you to say it out aloud? What about Takonas Ezra? Which you're not allowed to, a Balkari is not allowed to say it. So says the Gemara the Memra, is that to say the Kasamba Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Huda holds Balkari Mutzabitibritara. A Balkari is Mutzabitibritara, but how can this be? But Omar Rabbi Shua ben Levi, Rabbi Shua ben Levi says, How do we know that a Balkari is Osabitibritara? As it says in the Posuk as follows. We've had this Posuk before. It says, you shall teach your children and your grandchildren refers to the Torah. And in the very next posuk it says, it says yeah? On the day that you stood at Hasinai. Now the fact that these two Pesukim are next to each other, we learn out as follows. Malahalon just as at Sinai. Bale Korinos, a Balkeri was also in, to participate, right? Because we said, the Posit says there, for three days before the Torah was given, right? Don't have relations with your wife, so you know that you shouldn't be a Balkari. I've counseled here as well, regarding t- Torah study, Balkari is also. So, we, oh, 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 very good question, because what happened? We've got Takonis Ezra. So from this Gemara, it seems as a Zeraisa. Oh, so the ritual says that really it is a Takonos of Ezra. But these psukim don't make it to a right to rise, it's only an asmachta ba'alma. In other words, what we're saying is, it's a pure asmachta, but what we're saying is that really what the Gemara is actually asking is why does he not hold a Takonos Ezra? Because even there's an allusion to it, an asmachta, from the posuk, But not that it's directly from the posuk. Otherwise, if it was from the posuk, it would be derisa. There's nothing for Ezra to be a masakan. It already exists, it's a derisa. So he's asking from the question there, we see something called smuchim. Smuchim means, if you've got two psukim next to each other, posh English word, juxtapose, juxtapose, they're next to each other, then you can learn something from it. So therefore, Rabbi Shub and Levi learns from it that the same way that teaching Torah is next to the Posag of, um, of Hasinai, and just as at Hasinai you had to be careful not to be a Balkari, so before, also turning Torah, you've got to be careful not to be a Balkari. So therefore you see those Psukim are telling us that. So how can you, Rabbi Huda, say in the Mishnah, you can make brocha loud. You don't have to be maharalifneim alachreim. You can do everything. How can you not hold of the balkari learning tyra? We see from the psukim that it, that that that's not the case. That you can't learn tyra if you're a balkari. Now says the Gemara, the chitema. Hang on a minute. You might say, Rebbe Yehuda lo darish Remember, not everybody holds of smuchim. Smuchim simply means you've got two psukim next to each other and you know. But perhaps Rabbi Yehuda does not learn smuchim. In other words, the fact that two psukim happen to be next to each other, yeah. fine, that's okay. But we can't, you can't learn out the din of one posse next to that just because they're next to each other. The Torah had to be written in some sort of order. So it's written posse one, posse two, posse three. But the fact that posse one is next to posse two and posse two is next to posse three, that's irrelevant. You can't learn out dinim from each other. That's what Rabbi Yehuda holds. And therefore, since Rabbi Yehuda holds that, Therefore, he, he doesn't hold that Yomashah, Mamatol, if now Sinai, and Vodachon, Levonechon, Levonechon, next to each other. It doesn't matter, he doesn't ask him smuchim. 
frankly, because you know, there are some single men that don't wear chalation until they get married. Yeah. And I've heard they base it on the juxtaposition of marriage with the mitzvah of Tullus. Oh, that could be, that could be. Uh, and, because, and they make that sort of jump. What about, what about all the, the yakas here? No, <laughs> they, they don't learn smokhem, they hold up Rabbi Yudah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. It's a minute. It's a minute. In yeah, fact, it, I'll tell you interesting, I've brought the late Avram Schwab once told me that he wants to open a, a yakish minion in, uh, in, I don't know if it's in Shalim or in Bnei Barak, somewhere very holy, right? So obviously the boys there were not used to wearing talasim. So they went to Rabbi Leach and said, what should we do? If we want to start off this Yak Shemin with all the Minhogim, he says, definitely the boys have got to wear, got to wear Talaysan. Yeah. 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 Anyway, they, they should put on Talaysan. Yeah, they should put on Talaysan. Yeah. Well, now, my question the I know, it's like, look, I've got a nephew. Yeah. I've got a nephew who was brought up in Tottenham Adas, which is really, in a way, all the people who dove in there really come, come from Yakas. But he felt embarrassed because none of his friends wore to lace him, sort of thing, so, so he didn't. So his, his parents didn't want to force him to do it. But it's rather sad that if one never marries, according to that, you never wear a toilet. Well, uh, yeah, according to that minute, yeah. According to that minute, yeah. Vachi Tema, Rabbi Huda Lodari And if you want to say Rabbi Huda does not dash and smuchim, it can't be the case, but Omar Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yosef says, I feel a man that I darish smuchim b'cholatayra. Even somebody who does not learn smuchim b'cholatayra kula, the Mishnah Taira darish, if it's in Devarim, he does darish smuchim. Now, the posuk of which we wanted a proof from, Vaidatam levanechol levanevanechol. And, oh, and I'll see, and I even pass the verse and say it's in the safer of Devarim. So, Ah, 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 why is it, what's the difference between Devarim and thing? It's like this, because Devarim is a pure repetition of what was said. Therefore, if there's something different, therefore, if two Psukim are next to each other, which they weren't next to each other previously, then it's significant. Then, so that's, in other words, Rabbi Yehuda. So if, when you want to turn around and say, Rabbi Yehuda does not dash and smuchim, no, well, even the person who doesn't do smuchim in Devarim, he does. And these psukim, which prove that Balkari can't learn Torah, is in Devarim. He can't get out of it. Oh, he's trapped. So Rabbi Yehud, Rabbi Yehud, why? brings a proof. Rabbi Yehud, Rabbi Yehud, Taka does not do smuchim in the whole Torah. Of a mission of Torah, but in Devarim, he does. Now, now the Gemara is going to Explain how do we know? How do we know that that in Mechalatayr Kula he does not dash and smuchim, but in Devarim he does? I'm going to give examples. Mechalatayr Kula minon on the Ladorish. Where do we know that there is no Mechalatayr Kula? Rabbi Huda does not dash and smuchim. The Tanya, because we learned in the Brisa. Ben Azay Amir Ben Azay says Neimait says Mechashefa Sachaya. A Mechashefa, you know, what we sometimes call. <laughs> the woman of Machshefer, you know. The word of Machshefer really means a sorceress. Somebody does magic, some sort of sorcery. Like this time of the year. They're correct, they're correct. <laughs> it, it says, it says, and if you look at Rashi, it, all it says is, a Machshefer sorceress you shall not let live. In other words, you've got to kill her. But which way do you kill her? You know, I'm sure the Saudi Arabian embassy will be able to give some guidance on this. Right? But how do you do it? How do you do it? Alright. So, so, it says, 
Venema in the very next post it says called Shochev in Behemar Moisyomos. Right? Anyone who has relations with an animal, Moisyomos, he shall die. He'll be put to death. So says the Gemara, Samcha Inyan Lai, they, they juxtapose, they put these two psukim together. Lai to tell you. Just as somebody who has relations with an animal is chayav to skila, the Gemara learns it out from Gezer Shava. Af machashefa nami biskila. So machashefa is also biskila. So in other words, because of the smuchim, because of the two psukim next to each other, even though machashefa is chayav, but it doesn't tell us what death she has, it puts it next to shachem behema, which we know is skila, and therefore machashefa is also skila. So it's a pure, so it's a pure case of smuchim. Isn't it? It says the sources you should not let live, yeah. rather than you should kill. Yeah. Why it says that, I don't know. I don't know. It's a nice way of saying you should kill her. Yeah. Alright? So, Omalei Rabbi Huda. So, this is what Rabbi Huda, so this is what Ben Azai said. Ben Azai Darshan Smuchim. Comes along Omalei Rabbi Huda. Rabbi Huda said to Ben Azai. And remember, by the way, these two psukim of Machashef al and called Shochem Behemoth humans are not in Devorim, they're in Mishpotim, right? So remember, this is Kalatayra Kulu, this is not Devorim. Only Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Huda said, Just because those two psukim are next to each other, we give them a chashefa skila. Skila is the worst, they're four deaths, skila is the worst. Why should we give a thing just because they're next to each other? Obviously, he doesn't elder Smochem. It says the Gemara, Omalei Rabbi Huda, yeah. So Elah, rather, I agree with you that a sorceress does get skila. But not for the reason that you said. You said the reason is smuchim. I will give you another reason. As follows. They're also forms of sorcery. What is an Ayan? Ayan is a person who communicates with the dead. She's not allowed to do. A Yudani is somebody who finds that information by taking a bone of an animal, right? It's called a Yadua, and puts it in his mouth, and the voice comes out from that. These are forms, forms of sorcery. Now, the positive says, it's the last Poska in Kadoshim, it says, etc. For Ish Kiyir Bahem Iva Yudani, Mois Yumosu, they shall surely die. But Eben Yirgumu Asantamayim Bomb. How will they die? With Skila. Right? You throw stones on them, etc. You throw them down, the and then you throw stones. That is a positive. Yeah, the Tyrus says that. Right? Now, the question is, Ivan were included in the general categories of sorcery. In other words, it says, Why do you have to have a special positive to tell you, Ivan It's got skila. It says, why did it have to? Why did you have to have a special posuk for Ivy Yadani? Because they're included in Machashefa. When it says Machashefa Laschaya, it means any form of sorcery, and that includes Ivy Yadani. So why do we need a special posuk for Ivy Yadani? Paloma Yotsu, why were they singled out? Special mention. To compare all other sorcerers to them, to tell you. Ma Ivy Yadani Biskila, just as Ivy Yadani is Skila, but they, they, they're death by stoning, because it says it Mephorish in the posuk. So any other source is also by stoning. And this we learn out from as follows. We know that in, in uh, Ezer Mekom we say as follows. 
anything that was in a klal, the yotzam in a klal and comes out of the klal in order to teach, doesn't just come teach for itself, and so in other words, Ivyadoni was Bakalal was included in Kalamakashri Makashe Palastaya. It went out singly why to teach you that skila. And therefore, it's not only for Ivyadoni, but it comes to tell you that Kalakla, that any Makashefa, any form of sorcery is Biskila. <coughs> so what do we see here from this? We see that what? Rabbi Yehuda does not hold smokhim. Because what do we say? Ben Azai comes along and says, I'll tell you why it's a Mechashefalaschaya, but we don't know what death it is. So therefore, there's some of the next puzzle that says, Kol Shochev Mehem Amos Yubos, and we know that that's Biskila, so therefore, Mechashefalaschaya, Mechashefalaschaya, is also Biskila. That is what Ben Azar says. Rabbi Huda says, hang on a minute, just because the two are together, because they're smuch and we learn it, no, I agree with you that Skila, but for a completely different reason, because of what we said about Ayodani. So what do we see from there? He doesn't hold the smoke and mechalatayra kula. In other words, if it, as long as it's not in devarim, he doesn't hold of, of smokeim. Exactly. And now the Gemara carries on and says, over Mishnah Tyra minon on the Dorish. And where do we know that he does hold of smokeim in devarim? The Tanya. We learnt in a bracer. Rebbeleza, I mean, Rebbeleza says, nice odom anusas oviv and mafutas oviv. Now. You are not allowed to have relations with the wife of your father, even if it's not his mother. In other words, once your father's married to him, you can't have a relation. You cannot marry her. Right. That's what the Posik says, and that's the extent of the Issa as far as the Tanakhama is concerned. In other words, you are allowed to have relations with her if the father or the son had had relations with her out of wedlock, out of marriage. It's only if the father, if the father was married to this woman, then you can't have relations with her. But if the father had relations with her, not within the confines of marriage, but out of wedlock, then you can't, then, then you can have relations with her. Pardon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking about if, if he married her, and then presumably, and then presumably, because, um, so who are we talking about? We're talking about the man, yes. Yeah. So, so, well, yeah. so once, once a man is married to a woman, and then say they get divorced, or whatever it is, then you cannot marry that woman. Right? Divorced, or, 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 or your father dies, you cannot marry, you, yeah, you cannot marry the, the father's wife, right? You can't do that. But the point is like this, it's only within marriage. If it's out of marriage, in other words, if your father's had a relationship with a woman out of marriage, right, which is anusa omafuta, in other words, either he forced her, like a case of rape, or it's a case of where he seduced her, whatever, in other words, consensual relationship, then you can. Then you can. That is what the first, that is what Rebeleza says. So, nice odom, a man can marry, anusas oviv, omafutas oviv, he may marry the woman who his father had relations with out of marriage and similarly Anusus Benayim Afutus Benayim or a woman with whom his son had relations out of marriage however Rabbi Yehuda Rabbi Yehuda disagrees and he says no obviously you can't have relations with a woman who your father married 
but you also cannot have relations with a woman who your father had relations with out of marriage. Why? Now you'll see that we look, he learns it out from Smuchim. Omar of Gidlomarav, my time with Rabbi Yehuda, what's the reason of Rabbi Yehuda? In other words, on what grounds does the Asa, the marriage of the woman with whom his father, with whom the father had relations out of marriage? Why? Because it says in the Fosca as follows, a man may not marry the wife of his father, and then it carries on for literally translated is he should not uncover the robe of his father or knaf is normally the corner of the garment but, but, for the sexual uh, uh, but, but what is knaf oviv Rashi says a son shall not uncover in other words you should not have relations with a woman with whom his father yes. was intimate yes. right so therefore he's saying like this, La Yikachish, the first part of the positive says Rabbi Yudah, La Yikachish, comes to tell you that if your father was married to this woman, you can't have relations with her. La Yikachish, Knaf Aviv comes to tell you that even if your father was not married to her, but had relations with her, you can't have relations with her. Now, how do we know La Yikachish, Knaf Aviv is talking about a man who had relations with a woman outside of marriage? We might have anusas oviv kasev. How do we know that? How do we know? Because it says layer gale knaf oviv. We don't know what the translation of that is. It doesn't knaf me corner. What does it mean? How do we know talking about anusas oviv? Now this is the the crux. The samach lay because the apostle oh. before says for nosana isha shachev imor. We're talking about like this. It, we're talking about a man who raped a woman. It says a svosa. He, he, he grabbed hold of her shachev imor. And then it carries on and says he has got to give to the father commission Kesef. So we're talking about the posset before is talking about a rape case. And therefore the, the next posset is also talking about a rape case. In other words, a case where father had relations with a woman outside of marriage. Ah, so what do we see? Because they're two psukim are next to each other, we learn that one from the other, and they are both in Pasha's Kitsaitsa, which is in Tavorim. So we've established that what? That Rabbi Yehuda, Bachala Tarakula, does not hold of it, because Devarim of what we said does. about Machashev Lazchaya, but in Tavorim he does, because I'm Nusas of it. So therefore, we return to our original question. Why does Rabbi Yehuda allow a Balkeri to say brochas before and after Shema? Right? Here, Yomashah Mamutah, and the Hasina, where we need to learn out that Balkari can't say Torah, comes from Tavarim. And we've just gone through this whole lengthy Gemara to prove that even though Rabbi Yehuda doesn't hold the Torah, but in Tavarim he does. And since the Pesukim of Balkari not saying Torah comes from Tavarim, why does, in the Mishnah, why does he allow brochas beforehand and afterwards to be recited in a normal way? Why doesn't he hold that a Balkari cannot do it? Answer the Gemara, very, very simple answer. You're right, he does hold smuchim, and therefore normally he would hold up al Kerry's also. However, this pati- these particular pasukim of Yomashah, Mazasolif, Neah, Sinai, and Vadasim, Lavanach, etc., he needs it for something else. So it's not free to dash net about a Balkari. Exactly. Amr, they said, and the Mishnah Torah Dorish, Hitaka does darshan smuchim in Mishnah Torah. Mahani smuchim, but these particular smuchim 
that you want to learn that a Balkari cannot study Torah, he needs a Sukkim for another teaching of Rabbi Shua ben Levi. What is, what is, what is the other thing? I'm Rabbi Shua ben Levi. Anyone who teaches his son Torah, or in, in Kedushin it says, anyone who teaches his grandson Torah, right? The Torah deems it as if he, the person who teaches, receives it, the Torah, directly from Hasinai. As it says in the Posset, these are Pesukim what we're talking about. You shall make them know now there was a Torah to your sons or your grandsons. And following it, the next Posset says, The day that you stood before Hashem at Hasinai. They come to tell you that if you teach your son or your grandchild, Torah, it's as if you received it from Hasinai. So, so just to recap, the question was, in the Mishnah it says, that Rabbi Yehuda allowed to say the brachos before and after Krishna and before and after benching, before, before you eat and after you eat, right? So we ask, well, what doesn't he hold of that a Valkyrie can't say it? Sorry, because we've even got Pesukim, Yom Hashem, Matzah, and Hasinai, uh, um, the, the two Pesukim, what was it? Yom Hashem, Matzah, and Vardafel, and Vardafel, we've got the two Smukim together, which tells you that a Valkyrie can't say it. Right? And if you want to turn around and say that Rabbi Huda doesn't hold a smuchim, the person who doesn't hold a smuchim, Vachalatayra Kula still holds a smuchim in Tabarim, as we went along to prove in the long, lengthy Gomorrah that that's the case. And therefore the question comes back that since Rabbi Huda does hold smuchim in Tabarim, since those psukim that tells you that a Balkari cannot say Tyra comes from Tabarim, why doesn't he hold that? And the answer is, he does hold that. But in this particular case, he uses those oh, yeah. two psukim to dash out something else to learn that you come from Al Sinai. And therefore, he cannot use it to tell you that Valkyrie doesn't know Torah. And that's why in the Mishnah he says, you say the bracha before and afterwards. Okay, leave it there.